Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your podcast reviewing games in the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the Odin of this episode. With me are Ratatasker, Keith. Hello. And our beautiful Freya, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we played a listener request. We did Valheim by Iron Gate Studios. Or Iron Gate. I don't even think they call themselves Studio. But Valheim is a third-person action survival RPG which, you know, we've we've covered many of these types of styles of games. And also just a disclosure, this is this game is in game preview, so it is not a finished work. It is still obviously a work in progress. We are playing on patch 0.26, I believe it's called, uh, but specifically it's the Mistlands update. So just to give you an up- update of to where we are playing this game. But uh, yeah, this might be a game we end up visiting again later. But uh, our listener... Pizza Dude, who also recommended that we play Ark, recommended that we play this game and, you know, suggested that maybe we uh, pick this game up later when it gets out of game preview. So thank you so much for the game suggestion, because uh, getting right into it, Valheim is a definite game for me. I had so much fun with Valheim. Like I said, we've already covered a lot of these survival builder type S games. You know, we've done Ark, we've done Grounded. But there's so much that Valheim does right. And, you know, I'm going to get into it as to what makes this game different. But I had so much fun with Valheim. Yeah, this is a definite game for me. Um, well, I guess if you want me to go. Hey, I, either one of you. Well, I mean, I guess we'll do it as we'll do. We'll do the sandwich like we usually do. So this one's kind of unique for me in this aspect and that. It's it is a pass in its current state, but I actually do want to revisit it when it comes out of preview because I see the framework of a, an actual survival game that I might enjoy, but I'm just I'm struggling with certain aspects of it. I guess that that make it tough for me to call it a true game for me right now. I'm very surprised because I have some questions for you, Keith. Go ahead, Liz. It's definitely a game for me. This, because like last week we did Mass Effect 2, yep. and I thought that I was going to finish it, but this has actually been keeping my attention. So I haven't gone back and finished Mass Effect 2 because of this game. So it's definitely, definitely a game for me. Man. All right. I feel like this could be a juicy episode. Because uh, <laughs> Keith, Keith was the. the the lone person standing last week with Mass Effect 2, and now I guess yeah. he is with Valheim. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to be a bad take guy from now on. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just glad that I'm not the one giving all the passes, because I, I had quite a streak going. <laughs> but getting to the story of Valheim, uh, you are a unnamed Norse warrior who has recently perished, and you're being carried by the Valkyries, unfortunately not to Valhalla, but into essentially what is the Norse mythology of Purgatory, which is Valheim, which is this 10th world where Odin has banished these great evils into this realm. And he thought they were asleep, but they just recently started to stir. So Odin has needed some some of the best warriors from Middle-earth or Midgard, not Middle-earth. That's 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 Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> But here you are, you're recently deceased, you're carried in by a Valkyrie into Valheim, and you are trying to build a fortress, get geared, and fight the bosses that have grown and woken up. But going around, did any of you guys catch the story? I mean, the game, I feel like you guys can't say no, because the game literally kind of gives you a text at the beginning. But I forgot about it, though, to be honest, because you're you're revisiting, like, and I was like, oh, yeah, that is the story. I do remember that. So, guys, you you put so many hours into it, and you're not really getting trickled more story, I feel like. You you're finding the stones. A little bit. Yeah, you find these stones that kind of give you... Honestly, I, I always found it to be nonsensical of, like, these story elements. And you have the yeah. bird helping you, but there's no real, like, characters and stuff, so... Yeah, well, so I'm, they're, they're weird little, like, poems, almost, as you go through. Yeah. Or, but, like... And I can't say I've ever read, uh, what is it, like the Odyssey or whatever, but it's like that's... <laughs> no, the po- Odyssey is, is Greek. Oh, shoot. Well, either way, it's like... <laughs> but it's all like poems, though, and it's like mythology and all that. So it's, I, I, 
making the comparison in that aspect of they're just these short little like stories but they don't really like you said they don't tell a full message story but they're supposed to be telling a bigger one i don't know it's either a neat aspect but nothing nothing that said boy here's a ton of lore and and all of that um but yeah i thought that was a kind of a cool setup to the game and, and i again i go back to a really cool framework for what this world is and why you're, what you're doing here. Yeah. But as you know, I'm generally a fan of like these these mythology type of games and things like that. And while it's there on the surface and it's a game preview, so that's why I I stand by sure it's a pass for me right now, but I do want I look forward to it coming out of game preview and seeing where it goes to. Uh cuz yeah, it just it kind of stops right then and there and yeah, you other than some characters or i don't know uh, yeah the enemies you fight i guess are from mythology but that's about the extent of it so there are later on there are some interactable npcs i will say that okay. uh, i know i know with the mislands update they added more of uh, i can't remember the person but they actually added an npc that can like populate your town or your house or whatever and like kind of give you a quest line did you so find them no we haven't got to them but there, there is, I will say, more interactable NPCs in this game that you then probably honestly of the other arcade builders we've been with. Because Grounded had very little NPCs you can interact with. And Ark, I don't remember interacting with any of them. Oh, no, you did if you played the DLC. But uh, but I, I, I enjoyed, like, you don't need too much of the story. As you guys kind of said, like, you know, I thought the beginning was a good enough context of... This is a Viking mythology. You are essentially in Viking purgatory. And here you go. Like, that's kind of set you off on the path. Like, that to me was enough of a story to be like, all right, let's keep going. I don't need this constant, like, oh, you defeated this enemy and Odin is happy with you and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was a nice means to an end of, hey, some bad guys are, you know, getting too strong in purgatory. You need to stop them. All right, cool. For the amount of times that I we play a roguelike and I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter if the story's <laughs> not there. It's got a means to an end. And it's all it is. And oh, no, it's, it should have more of this and it should have more of that. And here you are. Well, it just needs means to an end. No, I I think you're right that it sets it up fine as it stands. But we're talking about a deep mythology and there's none okay. of it. And, and most. Any oh, so you're upset that there's not more. I, this is. Did you not listen to what I said earlier? I did not. <laughs> I said that I love mythology in games. Oh, and yeah, that's I, right. okay, no, and I did hear that. the fact that it scrapes the surface and then just leaves it all out, especially because in video games and movies and, and all of these things, like people tell their own stories with it. So there's not even any twist on it. Like, why is Odin want you to kill these guys? Why are they bad? What have they done to get themselves exiled there? And I'm, I feel like that will all come out outside of game preview, but not having any of that. It was just, here's a little riddle to try to figure out what you need to do. And then I think you just get there and then it tells you what you need to do and you fight them and that's fine. But it's, I want more of the mythology. I want more of all of, of that cool storylines that, that exists. This is so weird that you, I mean, it's like we switched Keith because I'm, I'm given games. I am like, I don't really care if it has a story and you want a story and you're giving things passes and you're getting sassy with Andrew and I love it. You can can look back at any (laughs) game that involved any bit of mythology. And if I, if there was a lot of it. I was probably into it if it didn't do a good oh, job. Oh, I, I agree. I so agree. I'm just like, saying, like, I don't care oh, about. You, you were the one from who figured the, out it was like Turkish or Hungarian. Hungarian, yeah, and yeah. and I ended up diving deep into that, and because it, and, it was fascinating, and I I loved the tie-ins around the gameplay and the story and all of those things. So, that's not having that in a game built on Norse mythology is a huge miss to me. I understand what you're saying. Like, I agree with your perspective. I just, for some reason, this style of game, I don't care if there is a story. Really? So, yeah, I I didn't really care. And, in fact, I kind of like that there isn't. That being said, I mean, I might change my mind if they put story in there. I might find it really interesting. But as it is, like, this style of game, I mean, I just love the building and the collecting of resources. And so for me, it's like whenever that bird comes along and you have to talk to him, just like, listen, I, I get it. You have to help me. But 
You're not much of a help anyway. <laughs> it's not really a tutorial. Which I want to ask you, Keith, how did you pronounce the bird's name? Huggin. <laughs> that's, that's I did with a too. deep southern accent, of course. Dude, Hogan. I'm sorry to everyone from the south. That I'm not being. I knew that it was wrong when I said it, but it just like. I mean, it's H U G G I N. I think it's H U G I N. Maybe I pronounce it Hugin. Yeah, I mean, it probably is. Or... Yeah, because I think it's one G. Yeah. I think it. I think it, that's why you're like, G's. yeah, because you corrected me, G. and I was just like, I like it. It's like Hugin. But I, yeah, I like Liz. When I was playing with Liz, she's like, oh, it's hugging. Yeah, because <laughs> well, I wanted to give him a hugging every time I saw him. <laughs> but uh, that's a good, good question, though, of transition of how do you think this game worked for newcomers? So as Keith kind of obviously mentioned here, whenever you as soon as you start the game, there's this bird that is essentially is the tutorial or the guide whose name is either Hugin or Huggin, because we can't quite figure it out. But he essentially tells you like, hey. You need to do this thing. You need to do this thing. So it's like a, it's not super handholdy, but it gives you a good direction. How did you guys feel this game was for newcomers? I think if I didn't play with you, I would have been frustrated with figuring out how to upgrade like the workbench and stuff. Um, I think I would have had to Google a lot more. And also the building, like I, I went into it like not really thinking. Um, Andrew like gave me some tips and trips tips and tricks <laughs> <laughs> tips and tricks but <laughs> but i did actually struggle a little bit with that which i was surprised like there's just some things that just are a little finicky and yeah so i i definitely think playing multiplayer was a big help for me so i wouldn't say it's the most noob friendly um game in this genre but i mean i don't think it was like crazy difficult to to piece together well, so I, I I went completely solo for this, um, and I don't know, I think like most of this style of game, I probably would have preferred to have gotten some multiplayer time and probably playing with you, Andrew, because that's how I tend to get better. I, I kind of figure out what you're doing, and you figure oh, these games out. I make you out. better? These style of games, at least most of the other ones, I don't really <laughs> care what you're doing, but I know that you're good at these, and, and so I try to like keep up and do what you're doing. But um, I, so from that standpoint of trying to do it solely by myself, I found it to be not as much as I wanted. Like I, I as you know, I don't want something to be, here's how you walk. Here's how you look up yeah, and down. And some games do that. I, I hate that level of it, but it, I mean, and it can be fine, but I don't care for that. But I also was sitting there going, wait, what am I missing? It, I think it was like two hours into the game before I finally figured out I could start picking dandelions. And I don't even know if I ever figured out how to build anything with them or I just little things like that, that I just, I didn't pick up on. And I didn't think it gave me a good attention to is where I struggled the most with, with the gameplay and, and sort of the, I guess, tutorial or, or really more or less lack thereof. Cause um, I be hugging over there. He, he gives you, I don't know, little little tidbits but it doesn't really tell you a lot you you sort of just have to dig around well i also think too that it's kind of noob friendly in that like for instance the food doesn't expire at least yeah. like with the way that it is now so is you can nice. put cooked food in your chest raw food so there are little things like that where you really don't have to worry too much about survival i mean there's always berries around if i can you know kill the animals like anybody can <laughs> um so it's pretty easy in that respect and also like the enemies especially around your base at first aren't too crazy i think it's interesting playing multiplayer though we did the um first what's it called the, yeah the first boss yeah the first boss together and then i went back to my game and i got a trophy too so i could put it on the stone but i didn't have to redo the event and I feel like Andrew's game, when the enemies attack your base, it was way harder. And yep. I don't know if it's because like I didn't do that in my game. I noticed that there was like a difference with that. So I, I think it's interesting going back and forth between playing single and multiplayer. Yeah. I think so, this is going to be an interesting episode. How far did you guys get? We are on the second boss, but we never fought him. The Elder is okay. who we're supposed to be fighting. We're ready 
But like we're so distracted that we literally haven't gone. To yeah, like yet. upgrading things <laughs> and like I needed a bigger we're, house. We yeah, wanted we're to fully geared and we're ready yeah. to fight. We him. wanted we to both. make a boat and go sailing. Yeah. and you know. Well, so here, here's here's part of why I'm asking you, and we'll we'll start to I think uncover a little bit more. So this might just be a little preview question. So I'm probably I don't want to say right behind you, um, but I've I've beaten the first boss. Oh, nice! Good job Keith. Um, by yourself. Good job. And. I haven't gotten anywhere close to fighting the second boss. That's why I would say I'm not really right behind you. But how many hours would you say you guys have played of the game? Oh, man. Pro- uh, at least 20 hours. How I many? Don't know. So that's So you're probably, what, like 30-some-odd days in? At least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my personal game, I'm at day 36. Liz's I thought I was half game, that. Yeah, Liz's personal game, I think, is so at I've, 20. So I've played at least half of what Andrew is. Why are you laughing? Yeah, what are you at, Keith? Oh my gosh! Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I think I'm at like five and a half hours, and I maybe hit day thirteen. Okay. Wow. Actually, that's very impressive. Keith. Well, but so there's so much more to get to, but I, I just I just want to start with that, and then we we'll carry on from there. All right. So I want to say, I, as far as like the other builder games we've gone through, I personally feel like this game is the most noob friendly because I. I did have a Wikipedia up and I was looking some stuff up, but I did feel like this game for the most part was really drip feeding you on like what you're supposed to be doing and how you're collecting things. Like there's a good amount of resources you're collecting in this game, but as soon as you pick up something and like you know all the ingredients of a specific recipe, your character instantly learns it. So there's like your your crafting will get better and you get better weapons if you can discover all the resources for a particular item. So to me, I felt like this game had a nice strip feed. I felt like the very beginning could maybe be improved. To I was going to say that because you were frustrated with yeah. not being able to upgrade and then you figured it out. So yeah. I, I think that because you are so good at, ga- at gaming and I, the fact that you even struggled a little bit at the beginning, I definitely think that's like a little Yeah, thing particularly they- the item Flint. So when you start the game, you're in an area called the Meadows and the Flint is a little rock that is only along the water in the meadows. And I wish the game directed you towards that because both me and Liz fought the first boss literally in rags and with clubs. Like we were like, we literally had like starting equipment. We were fighting the boss because we never discovered Flint and we didn't know anything about it. And so like me and Liz hit this wall. We were like, well, the bird tells you like, Oh, bring your best gear. You're about to fight a boss. And so me and Liz were like, well, this is our best gear. Cause we never just found Flint. So we fought that deer and we each died like 10 times. We literally brought the deer close to our base so we could keep spawning. And literally, we just threw bodies at the deer. We literally just kept going and dying and repeating and just kept going in. So So that's why I'm impressed you did it, Keith. So this is where we don't diverge very far. What's interesting, though, and and kind of funny, I actually, I think it was probably more of a sheer luck. This isn't like, oh, boy, I'm smarter than you, Andrew. I actually got you. (laughs) I happened to find Flint at one point. And so because I found it, it was like, hey, you can build a a Flint axe. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do that because that sounds like it's going to be better than what I have. So I had a Flint (laughs) axe. Um, Honestly, though, the club is really strong. So I used the club actually quite a bit on. on, Oh, I barely um, used the club. I always used axe. Um, yeah, my, my club was almost, uh, I think the same level as my ax. And so I was, I don't know, I did, I dealt quite a bit of, uh, clubbing damage, but you went yeah. straight clubbing. <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was clubbing all the time, <laughs> but I, I will say, yeah, I, I kind of did the same thing. And so this is where I going back, I'm going to, I'm going to reference my, my state of pass right now. And where I think it's more a state of the game issue than it is what the overall gameplay is intended to be and will be. Cause that drove me nuts. I, I didn't accidentally start the boss. I absolutely was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I, I think this is the best I can do. I went into it and I did what you did as I just threw my body at it constantly. Well, I was after I ran around for about 35 minutes, like, dark soul style trying to like dip dodge duck and dive away from this thing take a couple hits like 40 minutes into it i just said screw it i'm done and then i realized i could just keep dying and so i was like okay well this is easy now so there's that but what really drove me nuts is in a game like this if you're going to be fighting bosses that epic then it needs to be you fight it and if you die that's it or and not like forever but you have to restart it every time because otherwise, 
especially in this survival style of game, there's no running away from this thing. I couldn't just be like, okay, I'm clearly not strong enough now. I'm going to run away because it chases you infinitely, which I yeah. think is a issue of the current coding on the enemies because every enemy does it. And it was one of my biggest gripes is I would accidentally t- like t- take a wrong turn into some por- corner of a forest and find some troll that just followed me until I died. And so, I, and then he'd be too close to where I needed him to be. And it was just a whole thing. And so that was one of my biggest overall gameplay issues that I'm like, I don't, I didn't have fun a lot of times because I was just constantly running from annoying things. I felt like. I agree. And it's where we are now, even with like, so everything that you do, you accrue more points to it. So like your running gets better. And But even with that, like you can't really outrun enemies, like you said, even where we are now. They just keep following you. I I mean, you can't, but like, not really. Like I, I, (laughs) I was followed for a very long time. Like maybe you don't get faster, but you have more stamina. Yeah, but they never stop chasing you. That's what I'm saying. Is you can, you they will. You have to break their line of sight, which is difficult. It's real hard in the meadows. Yes, (laughs) I do agree. It is hard. Yeah, in the meadows, it's like a flat plane. So obviously, it's hard to break line of sight. But you can outrun enemies and break their line of sight, and they'll lose aggro and go back home I but mean, yes maybe but I, then I they're like by your from. body they're, and then because they yeah. don't go they don't roam back to their to where they started either like in most games even if they're gonna follow you they're gonna kite back home once they kill you these enemies don't so you go back for your body and oh well i'm right back in this fight again so you either leave your stuff there or you you hope you can get out after you get it <laughs> yeah that's one thing that happened to me like at the beginning when i still had basic everything i act i was harvesting some copper but i did it in the middle so i immediately fell down and a skeleton <laughs> jumped down with me and then so there was Which, no way for I me to wanna, i kind of want to pause you there i i loved that this happened to you you started your game by yourself solo and you you cracked a rock directly in the center so it literally was a pit that you're stuck in and you're like Andrew, i can't get my body and you literally had enemies stuck in this hole where yeah. your body was so i couldn't get it and i couldn't i i wasn't close enough to it that i could I get that. the stuff yeah and then I, I i need you to join my game to help me yeah anyway sorry to interrupt <laughs> it was a very funny story i thought when we defeated the first boss that you were disappointed with the rewards Am I remembering correctly? No, because like that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Of like, I thought the transition was really good with this game. Once you defeat the first boss, is when the game's like, oh, now you can mine and now you can alter the terrain, which is a really cool feel feature. Like this is one thing. Like like I said, Valheim does a lot of things correct. In this game, lets you alter terrain in a really cool, unique way. Like you can use a pickaxe to literally just strike the ground that you're standing on and form the land. But then eventually, you get a hoe. And the hoe, you can either raise dirt or you can level out the plane to make it more even. I loved the kind of like form manipulation. Well, because the building is like a, it's a it's a little janky if it's if there's it's a hill. It's janky at first. Once you kind of figure out what the game. But what to I do, mean is, I if like it. if because I started my house on a hill. Yeah, and you that's like a good yeah. starting location. But, but I mean, I was just, I was excited to get started. Yeah. But when you do that, like they, sometimes the wood will not line up if it's too far of a divot. So you need that if you yeah. are doing it on a hill. Your but. location is great. It's actual like positioning is awful. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the building was another thing that I, again, currently don't think is in a really good state personally. And the biggest reason I, I just don't think it has a good like snap to it as far as like builder games go you know how I, you know this andrew i guess and, I, and if i'm using the wrong terminology i guess please please correct me but when you're trying to build walls just i don't know the ability to build them in a straight line so they connect and line up it just it was very tricky and there's like an alternate placement thing that you can turn on and off and I yeah magnetism you, magnetism you can turn it on and off well it's they call it alternate placement i believe but yeah, it was, I had that on and I still was just really struggling. And then where it's, it's kind of a cool gameplay aspect, but when I'm already struggling to build, the fact that I had to have the workshop covered to be able to use it just annoyed me because I couldn't just build it and use it. I'm like, okay, now I have to build a whole structure around it and do all of these things. But what I did like, and 
I, instead of building my own structures, I took advantage of one of the cool features that the game has. And it has these like half built, half broken structures. Yeah. And abandoned so, structures. Yeah. So I just built bases out of those. So I would, you know, kind of set those up as my starting terrain and then just start to build off of them. Yeah. I did I that did once. Yeah. I, one thing that I want to piggyback off of what you said, Keith, is that like when you're first starting out and you make a bed and it has to be covered, but it also has to be close enough to the fire. And it just like, just like at the very beginning, I'm just like, just let me sleep, you yeah. know? <laughs> and yeah, give me I, my first base basically for free. Yeah. I also think too, with the building, I feel like I'm really enjoying it now. Like I've, I really thought it was frustrating at the beginning and I have definitely like adapted a little bit and I'm, I'm figuring out like the best way to go about it. But seeing some of the YouTube videos of people building houses. Yes. So it's like, oh, sure I, I said earlier, crazy. yeah, I, I'm like, Oh, it's a little finicky and it is, it's, it's not the, the smoothest, it's, but well, this game originally was PC. So I think it's more based for PC. Yeah, that makes sense. yeah. But I definitely see that like you really can do a lot and it yeah. gets me excited. It's like, cause I'm playing Minecraft right now and I'm looking at like videos online of like things people do in Minecraft and just like, I can't wait to do that for Valheim. Well, yeah. As far as I can tell, I don't think there's a creative mode in Valheim. No. Did any of you guys see that? I don't think there I don't is. Think I think so. it's just, it's just this game right now. Yeah. Well, I was actually, you know what it needs to do is, and I was thinking of this is like, we were talking about the tutorial this is where I think the tutorial would be great is a lot in, and especially in survival type of games. It's going to go like it's going to drop you off and it's going to immediately be like, hey, you're tired. Here's what you need to do. You need to build a house. Then you need to build a bed. And it's going to basically give you that like where a lot of times it actually like snaps locks where you're building it, if you will, or at mm-hmm. the very least walks you through the steps of all of what you need to do and sets you up. This instead just lets you go, hey, like you like you said, Liz, you build a house and be like, great, now I can just put my character to sleep. No, you can't. You need it. You need the structure. You need this. You need that. And so, I don't know. That's That could be part of the tutorial, I think. So, I, I want to stop you for a second, Craig, because this is something that I think Valheim does so incredibly well. I, I, I see where you're coming from, Keith, but this is what I love about with Valheim. It's not necessary. Like any other survival game we've played... Minecraft, Grounded, Ark. When it comes to nighttime, and if you do not have a structure built, you're just screwed. Like, enemies are swarming at you. Like, your character isn't, like, properly, like, doesn't have sleep. Your character's hungry. Your character's thirsty. Like, all these different things. In Valheim, it doesn't matter. Because all these things that you're doing are just buffs. They're not something that's like, oh, your character's going to die because you didn't sleep. Your character's going to die because he's hungry or he's thirsty. Everything is just a buff or a debuff. So when it came to nighttime, this is a first survival game. I felt like I could play during nighttime. Grounded was way too dark. Ark was way too dark. And like, it, it's just like in Minecraft, there's so many enemies that I'm constantly being attacked by zombies or creepers or skeletons. In Valheim, it just felt like, no, you can just keep playing. It's just, you know, it's a little harder to see and you're not getting the buff of rested. So that's what I think I loved about Valheim. Well, no, I'm, like- I'm not complaining about the nighttime as a whole that like you needed to sleep because, yeah, you're right. It was just a buff and it wasn't a full on survival mechanic. I'm just saying as far as like the the ability to like kind of just teach you how the building structure works in this game, that it has like the idea that it has these not weird mechanics, but mechanics like that. Like, hey, things it has have to rules. be. Yeah, it ha- there yeah. you go. Rules. Like it has rules about where things need to be placed and their, where their proximity is to other things. And so a better job of walking you through that process, I think, would be helpful. Yeah. And I do agree with that because there is a lot of like little mechanics that are playing in this game that aren't quite explained to you. Like smoke. Smoke is a significant feature. You have a fireplace. And yeah, you could put it outside your house, which most people do, like I did, of like, I have a cooking pot, like why would I want that in my house, a wooden house, I don't want fire in my house, so I put it outside, but it's like, oh, you need a roof, because, you know, if it's raining, it puts out your fire, obviously, so then you gotta put a roof on it, but then that roof is generating smoke, and if you have an opening in your house, you're generating smoke within your house, which can choke out your character. So there's like these really cool, interesting elemental mechanics to this game that isn't explained. And I do agree with you, Keith. I, I think it would have been nice to have some explanation of some of the rules that are going on. 
I also think too, though, that some of the very basic rules that they gave me, I forgot. Like I remember <laughs> when we beat the first boss, there's like that that deer mode. Oh and yeah, you, click you, get, a, you get superpowers. And, yeah, yeah and I forgot and never used it until like just recently. But it's just funny. I, every time I was playing with you, I kept saying, activate deer power. Did you just think I was just saying? That? Yes. Or I thought like you had a special food that was giving you like like a special deer meat or something because the different foods give you different deer buffs. Meat. Like, yeah. So I literally kept saying this phrase and Liz just thought nothing of it. So to explain, the very first boss you fight is a, a huge deer that shoots lightning. And when you kill it, you get what's called a forsaken power. And so every time you defeat a boss, you get some sort of, you can equip one of these powers. And so the first one significantly reduces stamina consumption when you run and jump. So when I knew we were traveling far, I would go activate deer power. At least apparently thought. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, at first I thought you were just being silly, but um <laughs> Uh, I also think, too, like you said earlier that this game does a lot of things great. And I agree with you. Um, There's some things, though, that I think could fix. Uh, (laughs) um, So one of the things that I agree the game does really great is I love when I am uh, use my pickaxe and I can look around me without stopping using my pickaxe because obviously enemies are sneaking up on you all the time. And I thought that was um, a really cool uh, thing that they did. But... There's a couple little nitpicky things that I do not like. I don't like that when you're building and crafting things like furniture that you can't just move it. You have to like disassemble it and rebuild it. Yeah. And I something that Andrew that you brought up, the chests need like an auto sort and also like yes. the chests yeah, need to be bigger. Everything needs to be auto sort. If you're doing I a survival RPG, auto sort needs to be uh, priority number one. Yeah, we haven't been able to, like, upgrade our chests. And with carrying, you always, like, carry the same amount so far, too. But, like, the chest specifically, it's, like, let me fit more in. Like, I, it just, like, frustrates me. Like, I, I need it also. Same with, like, the pickaxe. Like, we're stuck at our level of pickaxe, and we really need to upgrade because we're constantly, like, running out of... We have to repair it and yeah. then go back. Um, but those are just a couple of, like, nitpicky things that I just feel like it would make the game so much more fun because like for me like i'm like separating different chests and i just think it would make it a a smoother quality of life yes how how do you know that's the phrase i'm looking for that's the way you're saying things quality of life is the phrase that andrew's interpreting your words as um (laughs) i'm mansplaining i'm sorry yes thank you andrew that's okay that is that is what i said but in different words (laughs) a smoother gameplay experience isn't a bad phrase well so i i don't know and it's funny and i i only used one chest so it wasn't like oh this was the the survival game that i turned it around and i was super organized and i had a bunch of things going on but i i don't know i feel like having a bunch of chests is is something you do in any of these the lack yeah. of auto sort on any on the chests and or your own no a lot of them you upgrade awful. the chests so you have bigger ones most i feel like most games that have chests well, you eventually I get mean, like yeah a bigger but one. I, I i'm just thinking even when you have those upgraded chests like every time i jump in with andrew he's like all right this is one's armor this one's weapons this one's this and even if it has 50 slots it's still all organized into different things so it's just so it's just a lot of chests anyways i don't so that part doesn't bother me. I just, I, I need good inventory management is, is the biggest thing that I need. And, and like, uh, like things you equip, like having armor that needs to leave my, my inventory when I equip it. I don't like that staying in my inventory. That was a gripe. Yep. I have to, to say something about you saying that Andrew has had these, all these chests and like this one's for this. Cause when we were playing grounded, I'm the one that made all those chests. I'm the oh. one that organized everything. Yeah, and Andrew, oh, no, hold on. Andrew's always the one that puts yep. things wherever he wants. I will fully So I would go that. back yes. and he's like, well, I, I, we don't have any of this. And I'm like, yeah, we do. You put it in the wrong chest and I put it back in the right one. There's chests. like a symbol on it, like a, a spider symbol or whatever. So when you saying like, oh, Andrew has these like chests sorted, I'm just like, I just don't believe it. No, that's 100% Liz who organizes <laughs> oh, and, and I believe it. I'm just saying in general then, it, I guess it, it makes it makes less sense to me why you would have an issue with having to have all these different chests in Valheim. But I, I don't know. 
I, that's all I'm saying is that there's a lot of chests in all these other survival games. A lot of chests here is fine with me too. Yeah, Liz is definitely the organized person of this relationship. Uh, both of you are correct. Whatever, whatever I'm playing these games, I just throw stuff in. But yeah, like I do think it's surprising that this game doesn't have an order auto sort button because if you're doing a survival game, like I said, that should be priority number one. I just need to click left stick or something and just. All my rock go in here. All my stone go in there. All my my wood goes in there. Like it just makes it so much easier. Like, come on, Iron Gate. That needs to be your number one priority. You need to please add an auto sort button, because this game too. Like, there's numerous times where, in my inventory, I'll have like a stack of wood that's like not at max capacity, but then it'll auto generate another stack of wood right next to it. And it's just like, just combine them for me, please. Yeah. But sometimes it would combine. And also why does all the wood look like the same kind of color and stuff? Yeah. And it's like, you, you actually have to hover over it. It's just like, cause there's a lot of times I'm like, I have wood on me. Like, why can't I build this? Oh no, this is fine wood, but then there's core wood, but they're all like the same color ish. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like the wood is literally at a different angle every time. I think what that is, is if you you die and then you collect, say, 10 wood along the way to pick up your body, which had 20 wood on it, it's going to just pick up that 20 stack and not automatically combine it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when that, like divergence is happening in your your inventory and it's super easy but that should also be part of the auto sort i actually don't care if it wants to do it that way when i pick up my body whatever but if you have an auto sort button it can auto combine things too (laughs) there's no reason to have things in in stacks other than full ones why don't more games do auto sort i feel like it's actually pretty rare like is it really that hard the only thing I, I can really think of is the difficulty in programming it because it's but just I feel like, like it could be that hard. Uh, I mean, I, I, I obviously I have we're not programmers, who yeah, but, I, but I, I, I have seen enough coding and in, in language things like that to kind of like I. It, you'd almost have to like basically like pull every item in the database and like sort it in the. Da- it's like a, a whole big thing that they'd have to do. That I'm sure it, it, I know it's doable. Obviously, it's just I actually would bet that it's harder than it seems. Like is is Maybe. all I'm trying to get at. Yeah, obviously it's not something you just like push a button. There you go. But right, um, but but I wanted to ask you guys though, where does Valheim sit for difficulty for you guys? So Keith, you played completely solo. I played solo and co-op, and Liz, majority of the time, played co-op. Where do you think Valheim sticks with difficulty? I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of just getting into the swing of things, and I feel like I'd really have to see what the second boss was like. Because the first one, like you said, we were completely unprepared. So, I really I really don't know. I feel like, like I said, I'm getting into the swing of things. I'm starting to understand it. It's the building. I'm having fun. But I'm a little bit nervous about kind of how it's going to go after. So, like, from a completely solo standpoint, I I kind of feel like it's a weird spot of difficulty. Is that largely the combat felt like it wasn't that difficult, except for the obvious major spike when you get to the boss there. And... I don't think the game gives you enough runway to, to jump into a boss that big. So it, that's a sort of a pacing issue to the difficulty. But so I think that puts, I guess, like a weird spin on how I feel about it. Cause I, mostly fighting the, the boars and the, I don't know, the little fish frog things and goblins. The Neckers. Yeah. That's what they call it. Which is a weird name. The what? Neckers. I think it's just necks. No, I think they're the Neckers. N-E-C-K-E-R? I'm pretty sure the Neckers. I thought it was just Necks. Um, I, I could be very Googling wrong. Googling it. You should, because... Anywho. Yeah, like, I was, like fighting those individual enemies, I didn't think it was overly difficult. It, Crap, you're right. They're Necks. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, the only things that were difficult were... Hey, I like I said, I wandered into the Black Forest. I wandered into an area that was too difficult for me to be in and I shouldn't have been in. So I 
that's when I found it was too difficult, I, I guess. For me, I think this game's difficulty is absolutely great. I think it fits. I This is a kind of game I absolutely have no problem playing solo and co-op. So you can play up to 10 player co-op. So you could actually create a community server so people can just anyone can just randomly jump into your game or you can just do it for just friends so friends can jump in but i had no issues playing solo so this is one thing i forgot i feel like we didn't really delve too much on what makes valheim so different from other survival builder games is this game focuses way more heavy on the rpg aspect and i love it so much so at the beginning of the game you're creating a character this character that you're creating is who you are bringing to different servers. So you are leveling up this character. So any anything you're doing, jumping, running, swinging an axe, chopping down trees, you're specifically leveling up that thing as you are doing it, which I am a huge sucker for in RPGs because I always love when RPGs are like, oh, play as you want, do what you want. But it, it still pigeonholes you in kind of a build that you need to do. Like, yeah, here's some skill points, put them where you want. I love a game that if you're sneaking, all your sneaking is getting better. Are you jumping a lot? Your jumping's getting better. And that's what Valheim does. And that's what I loved because you can play solo, get this character up for a level 30 wood chopping. Your friend just started. Cool. Let me bring my 30 wood chopping character over to your realm. I can chop down these trees super quick for you and we can build up your fortress quicker. So any equipment that is on your character, anything that's in your inventory is what is carrying around. So the game gives you a warning. Hey, be careful going to a community game because there could be griefers. They could turn on friendly fire, kill you and try to like just harass you. But like that's what's nice. I love that you're leveling up your character, and it's not so much focused on the world that you're in. I did like so, that a lot. Yeah, I, it it was great. No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't play like cross servers. I just played my own solo one, so I didn't realize that. Well, you had told me that it carries over, I guess. And I and I do think that that's cool. But I'm I'm in the same boat. I was just like, okay, well, even if I'm not really knowing what I'm doing, I'm I'm leveling up my running by just running around, or I just start jumping for no reason. I actually took a clip of it, and I, I think I'll post it to our Twitter. I it was after like one of my spawn ins. I'm at my house. I come out and I come sprinting out of the house, and I'm just like, "Hey, it's a good day to be alive." And I jumped as I'm running down a hill, so I flew further than I thought I would. Square on a rock that was hidden behind a bunch of trees. So I thought I was just jumping into the into the bushes to have a great day, and <laughs> dead, just dead right then and there from hitting a rock. Uh, was yeah, I had a good laugh at it because <laughs> whatever. Because actually, too, one of the things that I liked is sometimes with this type of game, if you die and your body drops and you don't have a chance to pick it up or whatever, you die again and your body's gone. Like you just lost all of your stuff for good. good. Oh, really? No, this one doesn't. Valheim doesn't. Oh, okay. I'm oh, saying oh, <laughs> is that some games do that, whereas yeah. Valheim, if you don't get a chance to get back to your body, it just marks it and you can well if. If you're like me and you have like 30 different, you know, death markers around the game, then it's going to be hard to I figure out which one it is. I have way too many on my map. But I do like that it tells you like what day it is. So at least yeah. you can determine like, okay, it's certainly not a day one, but, you know, which day 17 death is it? Now I have to figure that out. I like too that uh, you can use the environment to help you with enemies. I killed uh, a bad guy with a tree. Because a lot of times when I chop down the trees, they'll knock others down. Sometimes they might hit you. But there was one time that I was just like, I'm going to see if I can hit him. And it worked. And it was lovely. I also think, too, with this game, Andrew just made a teleporter. And I think that's going to be a game changer. Because the map is actually pretty big. Yeah, it's very big. And I feel like there's just a lot of back and forth. Especially if you're like, I need copper. I need tin, whatever. And so I think that having multiple tele... You can have multiple, I assume. Yes, you can. So I think that's going to really make the game more fun too. Yeah, what's cool about the teleporters, you give the teleporter a name. And so that's how you link teleporters. So I named a teleporter Copper. And I have to create a second teleporter and name it Copper. And there you go. Now I have a teleporter to that location. Yeah, but you said that it can't bring Copper though. It can bring anything but Copper. For some reason, it it will bring anything but Copper. So I'm wondering if that's actually like... A bug that all portals can't bring copper. Did you make up one, Keith? A teleporter. I didn't, get, I didn't get to portals yet, so that's that's part of where I can't really offer much input on that. But I do like that teleporters are a thing, and I 
it goes back to where I, I don't know that I, I keep saying this about Valheim is I just don't want to really play it in the state of it because there's too much bare bones to it and I think the framework is so good I just I wanted I want to see what it's really gonna get to because of like the points that Andrew was saying too earlier about how it's really so much more in the RPG focus rather than the builder aspect of it and then like on top of that I, I think it's also very combat focused so I think that I don't know, it, it could turn into something really fun, but as it stands right now, I'm just, I'm kind of tired of, of running back and forth and just feeling like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I was feeling that way a little bit. And then with the teleporter, now I'm getting excited again. I can but see that. I also think too with, you know, because obviously this is in, I'll preview, that's the word. Obviously, this is in preview. So at first, I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer because I'm going to want to replay it for achievements. And, and then I have to like probably start over with my base and everything. But then I was thinking, Andrew and I did that with Grounded a ton. We, we went back to that game a bunch. So it's kind of like daunting thinking about that now. But I think I'll actually enjoy going back to it and starting my base over, especially because... Andrew pointed out it's going to be a lot quicker to build and everything now, now that we kind of know what we're doing. That and the fact sense. that you can bring your character over that's leveled up makes it quicker. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And that's what I was going to say too, is that the fact that you guys already really had it all fleshed out on, okay, this is what we need to focus on where you might've spent two hours trying to do something your first time around. That was just kind of a, an empty road for you. Now you don't need to do that. One of the things I wanted to ask you though, Andrew, about the, the teleporter then is like, can you rename them multiple times or is it once it's named, it's named that way? I think once it's named, it's named. And that makes sense. Cause I was wondering, I like, didn't could try. You, Cause you could like almost create like a central location, like your base basically. And yeah. then just rename it every time to the tele, like the teleporter, like rename it to copper and then have one that's tin and well, rename it to tin so that you can go to, well, tin. you should be able to rename it if you disassemble it and then rebuild, rebuild it. Oh, I guess because that's whenever true you too, disassemble it, something, you get a hundred percent refund. That's a good point. So I guess you could do that. It feels like a little bit of a, a janky way to do it, but yeah, I guess that kind of works. But otherwise, yeah, I was going to see you just have your central one that you just keep renaming. But you just need to keep creating just new portals, which it wasn't too expensive to make, but like you can come up with goofy names. Like when me and Liz played Grounded, we literally had, you you just could create like pings, like actual like uh, symbols. And me and Liz would always say, oh, it's diamond base. Because we put a diamond on it. But like in Valheim, we could create a portal and call it diamond. Yeah. Me, both me and Liz would instantly know like, oh, it brings me to that base. Even though there's no correlation as to what that base actually purpose is. No, that but that's what I too. loved. Yeah. And like the game, just these simple mechanics that the, that Valheim introduces is just so much fun. Like the just naming the portals and we didn't get to sailing. Like me and Liz only scratched the surface on sailing. But the sailing in this game was really fun. Except really when cool. there's no wind. Yeah, except when there's yeah no wind or you're going against the wind, then you're kind of screwed. But I think you get bigger boats that you can actually kind of counter that. I but think I, I, I got I a it. blueprint for a boat. But yeah, the carve? Maybe. I don't know. That's I, the one we had. So I'm curious how how the graphics were then out on the water. Just yes, if you don't mind. It's, I guess I was going to transition. It's no Sea of Thieves. I'm going to say that. <laughs> well, well. So there's that, but because one of the things that, while it wasn't like wow, this is mind blowing graphics, I thought one of the coolest visual experiences in the game, and I'm guessing you guys probably had at least one of them happen, is when there was a lightning storm, or like a rainstorm. Yeah. It like the way that the lightning would light up the forest and like kind of not echo because obviously light doesn't echo but i think you know what i'm like kind of what yeah. i'm saying of like kind of reverberate around the the force it just was it was a really cool experience and it almost had like it wasn't scary but it had like a, a horror type of feel to it and i thought that was really cool the graphics of alheim i dug a lot because it's kind of low poly but also isn't the textures are kind of more low poly but I, I love the art style of Valheim because that was the thing, too, I completely forgot about until I was playing co-op with Liz and I looked at her screen and she was looking up at the sky. But you see the world tree above your character and like extending out throughout the world. 
And it's like, and that's like little details like that where it's like, oh yeah, like I, you know, we're in Valheim, we're in kind of a purgatory of the North mythology. And I, I really like the graphics of Valheim. I see. I agree, but I felt like sometimes like my character looked a little there's they make it so that you know if you're encumbered if you're wet and things like that but there's sometimes where like my character was hunched over and it just looked really awkward (laughs) and i also sometimes couldn't tell if i was wearing pants um i didn't realize you had to equip them but i i just if i don't i don't look different enough that i noticed it i think it's because everything is kind of like dark when you're looking at your character and I just, I never know if I'm clothed. I know it's like I, now I do, but if I'm not paying attention, like if I die or something, I probably won't notice for 15 minutes. Well, cause I you kind of was, unobservant. I was going to say, you kind of, yeah. you naturally kind of think it's going to auto equip it when you pick it back up. Cause that's yeah. sort of the natural flow of a lot of games. And again, you know, hopefully a quality of life thing that will happen in future versions of the game. But it, yeah, overall, I yeah, I thought I know what you're saying as far as the the kind of low graphic look to your character and when you got up close to things. But that's where I think kind of like what you were saying with the world tree is like the bigger world around you when you just look around it because it actually has a pretty good um, what's like not pop in what's what's the right word like when you can see things off in a distance and they're actually like there field of view yeah like. I don't know. I thought there, but Poppin's like, also a good explanation. But yeah, like, it, but it, it gives you like a far distance. It's not just like, oh, this thing's ten feet in front of you, and then you start seeing the rocks. It's like you can. I feel like you can see a big distance. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it has a a good aspect to that. So overall, I thought the graphics were pretty good. There was nothing I would really change about them because I don't think it needs to be four K, you know, top tier graphics. But it also doesn't need to be another Minecraft. No, I, I I absolutely love the art style and graphics of what Valheim's doing because as Liz was saying earlier, the building, like things you can build are crazy intricate. Like that was my issue with like Minecraft. Everything is boxed in squares. And unless you have a very creative mind, like Liz is like learning how to create like furniture by using stairs and like some other different t- like pieces that you can use and it looks like a couch. Like, I never would think of that thing. But in Valheim, everything has a very distinct shape and image of it that you know what you're building. But you can create some crazy intricate, like, Norse structures, and it looks awesome. I agree. I really like the graphics. And I think, like, when you're running around and stuff, I mean, like, you can get nitpicky. Like you said earlier, the water isn't fantastic. But overall, I, I did like it. But getting into the music, though... A little repetitive. I'm very mixed about the music. I like it. So music constantly changes to where you are. So the meadows, the black forest, whether you're sailing, whether you're in the swamp area, like every sort of area has unique music, but it's one soundtrack. And it got very repetitive because obviously you spend a lot of time in the meadows, the starting area. And it's a nice jazzy kind of calm music. But hearing that soundtrack over and over and over and over again and the intro music when you boot up the game is crazy loud and it can be very awkward. I know like I definitely just took more points off of the intro music because it just kind of came up at an inopportune time and it was just like, what is the soundtrack? Like this is so loud. This is so blaring. So I like the soundtrack. They just need to maybe make some more tracks. Please tell me you were sitting in a meeting at work. Like, I'm just going to pull it. No, 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 no. We just like booted it up and like we were in the kitchen talking and the soundtrack's like, and it's like, what is this? I think I largely wrote off the music. I think, because I think there was times I was, uh, no, I wasn't playing it without headphones, but, or without audio, but I, yeah, I don't know if I was paying a ton of attention to it because i think the overall sounds otherwise are actually mostly pretty good and that's what i was listening for because i was like i have to hunt deer so i'm listening for deer i'm listening for monsters coming after me and, and things like that so i i kind of didn't pay attention to the music which also isn't a huge shock i know <laughs> i if you're grumpy like <laughs> 
I'm just going to say, do you know what? I'm not going to word like that. I'm just going to be straight and honest. I was grumpy at one point and I, that music was going and I was not having it. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was turned down very quickly. Um, but I thought of like two other like little tiny things, like in another thing, but there's no achievement. So I figured I'd do it now. Um, yes, thank you. That is that is one reason I didn't want to cover this game because it's so achievement. I know because you're gonna have to go back. Yeah. But um, one of the things was you. I really wish that you could destroy outdated items that you no longer want. I was leaving them around and then I'd accidentally pick them up. And Andrew's like, just throw them in the river <laughs> because like I them. was just like I would leave them. And be like, oh, just I just remember not to walk in that area. But I feel like there should be a way to like to fully disassemble them. So I thought that was kind of silly. And then I think like that when it comes to the deer, it's not calibrated right. Maybe that's not the right word. Sometimes a deer will hear or see me a mile away. And other times I will just run full at it face to face and it, 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 it won't see me. And I'll literally bump into it and I won't have any stamina and it's, it doesn't run away. And I wait for my stamina to go up yeah. and I and I hit it. Yeah, it's like a weird animation thing like if i think if you like catch them at the right part of their animation of like eating basically they'll just commit to that but i i found the same way and and to that point that's where i ended up just taking the second approach for deer i was like well if if i'm just gonna have no luck sneaking up on them no matter what i do i'm just gonna sprint at them full force every time run by and maybe like club them as they try to run past me got a couple that way so yeah One of the things that we didn't talk about with the graphics, and I I don't know that all of the bosses are like this, but the boss design was wicked cool. Um, For all of like the kind of samey type of enemies that I was fighting, at least in the one main area I was in, I I can't say it's that way the whole way through the game. But that boss, again, it was it was like an epic battle out of nowhere. I'm like, this is a cool, big looking boss. So. I, I'm assuming they all kind of follow that one because I half expected this one to be like, oh, it's the deer. It's just going to be like a normal deer, but it attacks you instead of it's running bigger. away. Yeah, yeah, it's bigger and, it's bigger and it doesn't looking. run away from you. <laughs> but no, this thing was like, a, oh, geez, I'm I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, it had like, yeah, crazy decorations and antlers it's shooting lightning at you. I fully agree. Uh, but I mean, like, go back a little bit in the gameplay. This is one thing I think Valheim does so incredibly well. At the beginning, right at the beginning, it brings you to this area and it says, hey, you need to put trophies on each of these statues. Each of these statues represent a boss. Kill a boss, bring its statue here, bring its trophy here. Like, this is another thing that I feel like was, is so lacking in survival builder games. Like, even in Grounded, me and Liz played Grounded at least so many times during preview that at least we had an idea of what to do. And when the game finally came out, like, it gave you a bit more of a guidance. Ark gave you zero guidance. Well, not zero, but I felt like Ark was very hard to figure out what I was doing. In Valheim, it's very much front and center. Your goal, kill the bosses, bring their trophies here. That's what you're trying to do. And I loved that. But yeah, so this is, yeah, like this said with the achievements, there's currently no achievements, which is very unfortunate because this is in preview. Hopefully they'll come out with them soon. That's usually, <laughs> it's sad, but that's usually kind of my grounds of... I figured we should do a game is because it has achievements. That means usually the developers are like, yeah, we're pretty close to being done. Here's the achievements. But I've at least heard from not only from our listener to do this game, but I've, I've at least seen online of people saying like how complete this game kind of felt. So that's why we decided to do this. But yeah, let's get to our final thoughts here. I'll start. Like I said, so we've covered a lot of survival builder games, Minecraft, Grounded, Ark. And to me, this is the first survival builder game where I truly actually felt like I did not care playing solo. Playing multiplayer obviously helps. Having more hands and more inventory people like to carry stuff obviously is a huge help. But I did not hate playing solo. I Like a lot of other survival builders we do, when I'm solo and I'm going to a boss or big fight, to me, it felt like such a wall. Like, you need to have friends, you need to bring them with you, or you're just going to get stomped. But in Valheim, I did not care. The fact that everything is leveling up as I'm just walking, running, chopping wood, using a sword, everything's leveling up. And so that's what I felt is if I felt like this was too hard, cool, I'm going to level up my sword skill. Maybe I'll get stronger and I can fight these guys by myself. And that's generally what I would do. 
in Valheim, if you told me this game was in game preview, I would not believe you. To me, we didn't cover a section of bugs because I encountered none. And I know the development of this game, like this game, I think has been on Steam for over a year now. And I know the developers have been a little bit slow with updates because they're morally, mostly focusing on bugs and stability. But I don't know about you guys. Did you guys find any bugs? Any Anything issues? I didn't have anything major. I, I, like, I know you said the whole line of sight thing with the enemies, but I still contest that there's they're not fully programmed correctly whether or not i'd call it a bug they are not in a good state i don't think i i just the the level of following that they do and the way that they operate doesn't seem natural to to this style of game but outside of that no i don't think i ran into any real bugs like no weird like oh i just ran into something and i died that i shouldn't have died from so nothing comes to mind there was one time i thought it was but then i found out that there was a giant troll who chucked a rock in my head um but i found (laughs) that when i came back that's unrelated i didn't find any bugs i did get stuck behind some stairs in like an old abandoned tower and i was beating those stairs for the longest time (laughs) like i don't know what they were made of but it wasn't anything that we'd encountered (laughs) i eventually got out but it was it was rough it was it was a long time yeah and so that's what i mean like i I feel like this game is so very stable to where it is so i cannot wait i i pray that developer has please pick up the pace i know this game has been selling like hotcakes on steam and so they've been able to hire a lot more staff so i'm hoping they'll be able to get this game out of preview and get a finished product because i cannot wait to revisit valheim i had so much fun i thought the combat was a lot of fun I, th- I felt like they could have done a little bit better with direction at the beginning of the game. I think the soundtrack could maybe be turned down a little bit. And I wish they'd add a little more soundtracks. But overall, Valheim is a ton of fun. And oh, we didn't mention that for multiplayer, you can have up to 10 players. You did. So if you're you one of the f- that. Okay. So if you're <laughs> one of the few people, unlike us, that actually have a lot of friends, this is fantastic to play with friends because it's pop in and pop out. I could not find anything online as to whether or not the game scales to whether there's more players. So I don't think like enemies get more health if there's more players or anything like that. But yeah, Valheim to me was a relaxing and fun time. I, I'm giving it a 90 and this is just in preview. I can't wait for this game to be out of preview. Do, do you have the ability to run a dedicated server on it? Or I think so. Have to but be, like, but have to you would Xbox. host. Yeah, you'd have to like, uh, yeah, I think it's, keep it open type of thing. I think so, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I think that's how most things are anyways. I mean, we didn't mention it during our ARC episode, but there is a company. I think it, I think their name is Nostrato. There's an app you can download on the Xbox, and you can pay money, and they can host dedicated servers, oh, at least simple. on ARC. I wouldn't be surprised if they do Valheim as well. Yeah. It's so weird because it, it, I don't know. I think I kind of just settled mostly a lot of really good things about Valheim and, <laughs> and yet you gave it a pass, but I, I go back to, and I, and I still stand behind it. It's really just in the current state. And I, and I don't even largely disagree with you, Andrew, when you say that this feels like it's mostly a complete game. I think all of the elements of a complete game are there, but personally, I think that the quality of life in the game and all of the things that a survival game should have, the item sorting, the 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 tutorial to kind of give you the rules of building, to just like all of those little things like that that we talked about of like, I don't know, the pacing and how you, you're kind of thrown at this big boss without knowing that you can do other things. And I just... I don't think it's in a good overall state for where it needs to be. I think it needs to build more and take advantage of the Norse mythology. I think they need to really give these these creatures personality. Like, give me a, um, like a, I can't even think of the word now. Like a, like a, a journal that, you know, I can find out about who oh, the, a bestiary. Yeah, bestiary. Thank you. Give me a bestiary where I can learn about the gray dwarfs and the graylings and all of these little things that are populating the world. But 
so for that to say, like, I, I would like to think that all that's going to be there. And I'm, and I'm actually with you. I want to revisit this game and I do look forward to it coming out. It's not like, ah, it's a pass. And I, I, I wish this was final. So we didn't have to do it. I want to, I just don't really want to keep playing it. It, in a sense, it's almost like when I was playing the Diablo beta, except I, I had a ton of fun with that, but I just got to a certain point where I'm like, this is great. And I, and I think the product is fine but I just want the full thing in my hands with all of the features and everything that it's going to bring to me. That's when I want to sit and maybe put in 30, 40 hours into it. So it is a pass as a game preview, but just really because it's a preview and I, and I want it to be a a full fledged game. Um, But I, I would still say that I, for a game preview in the state that it's in, and its stability and all of those things, I, I would still give it a solid 80. Um, I think that I'm going to give it... See, when Andrew said 90, I was like, oh, my score seems low. Um, I think I'm going to do 86. It's going to do 85. Well, you're going to give it 85. That you now raised it. Uh, it was only, Just be honest. I don't care. No, because like the more I think about it, I mean, I don't know. Do you know what? I'm going to stick with my original 85. 85. Okay. Uh, I'm right in between you guys, which is weird because I, I, I feel like with you guys, like Andrew, you loved it. And yeah. Keith, I mean, like that's only a 10 point difference. That's wild to me. Um, but yeah, I definitely liked it. I'm excited to play more. I, when it comes to like the bestiary um, thing that you're talking about, I feel like I never read those, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. Um, so don't care if they have that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, overall, I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like the beginning is honestly what needs the most improvement and I'm not in the beginning anymore. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, definitely check out Valheim, at least in my opinion. I think it's a ton of fun, but, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you have any game suggestions or you want to check us out, go to gamepassgrabback.com. You'll find the links to all of our things. We love to hear from our listeners. So, you know, if you want to shoot, shoot us an email at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com, love to hear other listener requests. Tell us what you think of Alheim or whatever. If you just want to talk to us, we just love to hear from you guys. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird Z1052. I have been Keith and, um, let's see, Pizza Dude. Um, I think I largely like Valheim enough. Uh, you get a seven, seven this week. I'm Liz Noob, gamer tag come on I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liz Noob Noob is EW, and we have a Game Pass Instagram, Game Pass Grab Bag. I forgot about that. That, <laughs> that I need to put more stuff on, obviously. I probably need to add that to our list of links because I forgot about that. <laughs> our link tree. I mean, I just said it last week, so you know. That's uh, true. All right, but thank you all so much for joining us. We love you all, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.